2018, a girl went missing after meeting up with her Tinder date in New Zealand. The police began surveying footage from all across the city and were able to track her every move. In doing so, they were able to piece together the crazy story of what happened to the girl, as well as the events that followed. So stick around until the end of today's show to learn about the horrific crime those security cameras caught. Welcome to the Truly Terrifying Show. If you like stories about crime, killers, and mystery, then this is the spot for you. We upload one to two times per week on YouTube and all podcast directories. We also post some additional content on TikTok and Instagram, so if that interests you, go check it out. In today's episode of the show, we're going to be discussing the crazy case of Grace Mullane. Make sure you stick around to the end to hear what insane thing those security cameras were able to find. If you like what you hear today, please give it a 5-star rating on your favorite podcast directory. And if you want to see the actual footage from the case, check out our YouTube channel. So without further ado, let's get straight into today's episode. Grace Mullane was born on November 2nd, 1996 in Wickford, Essex in the UK. She was a really high-energy, adventure-seeking child. When she graduated from the University of Lincoln with a degree in advertising and marketing, she decided to take a year off and travel the world, which was exactly what her mother did at that age. Grace and her mom were extremely close, and they decided to plan out her route together. First, Grace traveled through South America, stopping in Chile and Peru for about six weeks. She was learning so much about other cultures and meeting tons of friends along the way. To help her meet new people in every new city she went to, Grace would frequently use Tinder. This would allow her to easily meet locals from every city who would show her around. Although she was absolutely loving South America, her next stop was super exciting too. On November 20th, 2018, Grace boarded a flight to New Zealand. Grace then backpacked across New Zealand and was shocked by how beautiful it was. On November 30th, two days before her birthday, Grace decided to travel to Auckland, New Zealand to experience their famous nightlife. Auckland is the most highly populated city in all of New Zealand, so Grace was sure she was going to meet some new people. She checked into the base backpacker hostel and got a bed in a four-person shared room. The hostel was located in the center of Auckland, making it easy to explore the city, which was something she definitely didn't want to do alone. So the same night that she checked in, she had already matched with a couple of Auckland locals on Tinder and had begun chatting with one particular man who she thought was interesting and attractive. The two of them talked for about four hours before she agreed to go on a date with him the following day. The date was going to be at Sky City, which is an entertainment complex with a couple of bars and a casino, right in the middle of Auckland. After meeting up with her date on December 1st, the two of them instantly hit it off. They started off at a bar in Sky City, and then they moved to a pub where they would spend the rest of their night. After a couple of hours, Grace sent a text to her friend saying, I feel like we really clicked. We're getting smashed together and just having a great night. But it wasn't long after this message that Grace's phone and social media went silent. 
The following day, her parents and friends tried calling her to wish her happy birthday, but there was no response. They sent texts and left voicemails telling her to get back to them as soon as possible, but she never would. Over the following days, they grew increasingly worried and decided to file a police report on December 5th. In their report, they told police that Grace had been carrying two phones in case one of them were to break. Both of the phones had been going to voicemail since the second. The police issued a public statement saying if anyone had any information, they should come forward. But after they got almost no replies, Grace's father decided to take it into his own hands and travel to New Zealand to do some research of his own. He also made a public statement. I would like to take this opportunity to appeal to anybody who has seen, spoken to, or come into contact with Grace over the last few days and to come forward with any detail, no matter how many, how small, and contact the investigation team. In the days that followed, police began meticulously reviewing every single ounce of security footage they could find in the city in order to find any clues. That's when they made a massive discovery. While the officers were reviewing security footage from that night, they were able to see her leave the apartment at exactly 5.37 on December 1st. Using all the footage they had compiled, they were then able to follow her throughout the remainder of the night. First, Grace walked to Sky City where she had planned to meet her date. After a couple of minutes, she is then seen meeting and hugging her Tinder date. The two of them then went to Sky City for about two hours where they had a couple drinks together. After this, they moved on to a pub called the Blue Stone Room. Once inside, they are seen ordering more drinks and eventually sharing their first kiss. After a while, her date gets up to go to the bathroom. That's when Grace is able to send the text to her friend, saying that the date is going great. After her date returns, they continue where they left off, seemingly having a great time. At exactly 9.40pm, they are then seen leaving the Bluestone Room. They walk a couple of blocks holding hands before entering a building known as the City Life Hotel. They enter the lobby and get onto the elevator. It's at this point that the police are able to get a clear view of both Grace and her date. Both of them get off at the same floor, and that's the last time Grace is seen alive. The following morning, on December 2nd, her date is seen entering the elevator alone, and then leaving the hotel. First, he goes to a department store and purchases a large suitcase before returning to the hotel. Next, the man goes to a grocery store and is seen purchasing cleaning supplies. He drops the stuff off and then leaves once again. This time, he gets in a taxi which takes him to a car rental facility, where he rents a vehicle and drives to another bar across the city to meet up with another Tinder date. This date didn't seem to go as well. The girl became noticeably uncomfortable and decides to leave early. Upset, he returns to his hotel and asks the front desk if he can borrow a carpet cleaner to clean up some red wine he spilt. He brings the cleaner up to his room and disappears for a couple hours, which he likely spent cleaning the carpet. After, he returns the cleaner and is seen bringing a hotel luggage cart up to his room, which he loads up with a number of bags one of which was the bag he had purchased at the store. 
he brings the bags down to his car rental and loads them inside. The next day, at around 7 a.m., the man returns to the store and buys a new shovel. He loads the shovel into his car and drops off two garbage bags in a dumpster. He then drops off some clothes to be dry cleaned. Finally, he takes his car to a car wash and cleans both the inside and the outside thoroughly. Two days later, CCTV cameras once again caught the man throwing away more items into a trash can. It's safe to say that these videos caught the police's attention. In only a couple of hours, they had found the hotel, the name of the man, and had him arrested. CCTV footage was able to capture the police officer looking for the man at the exact moment he was entering the hotel. He tries to sneak away, but they see him immediately and run after him. The man they had captured was then identified as 26-year-old Jesse Shane Kempson. Jesse Kempson was born on December 28, 1991 in Lower Hutt and grew up in Wellington. His parents divorced when he was three years old and he was forced to stay with his father, who was said to have been abusive when he was a teenager. At 18, Jesse decided to move to Sydney, Australia, where he would live for quite a few years. It's reported that he actually got married and had a child in that time, but they soon got divorced and the child was forced to stay with the mother. Jesse eventually relocated to Auckland and began living a world of lies. He rented a new apartment and told the landlord that he was a professional softball player for the New Zealand Black Sox. He told them that his contract payment was on the way to get some slack. But after two months of non-payment, the landlord grew suspicious and contacted the Black Sox directly who told him that they had never even heard of Jesse. At that point, Jesse bailed on the rental and never paid his debt. People who knew him said that he would often tell people that his family were millionaires and owned a chain of restaurants in Australia. He also said that he had a degree in international law and knew tons of people in law enforcement and immigration, all of which were untrue. In 2016, he met a woman on Tinder and the two of them eventually moved in together. A couple months later, he randomly told the woman that he was actually a CIA agent and had been tasked with killing her. One night, he even took a knife, put it to her throat, and forced her to do what he wanted. She filed the police report in 2017. She didn't end up pressing charges at the time, but she did leave him and got a restraining order against him. Years later, she would end up going back to press charges for the sexual assault. After that, Jesse started living with some female roommates, but they all grew concerned being alone with him. One roommate even went to sleep with a knife. At the time, he told people that he was a successful supermarket owner, but in reality he was working a telemarketing job and was paying most of his rent with government assistance. He was also fired from the telemarketing job only after a couple months. In the months that led up to him meeting Grace, Jesse was going on tons of dates with lots of different girls. Later, many of them would come out saying that he made them uncomfortable and had forced them to do stuff they normally wouldn't have. One date, he choked a girl so bad that she passed out and he was worried she had died. He also had continued to make up bizarre lies like he was a cancer survivor, he was a successful businessman, and that his parents had died. 
In reality, none of it was true. Jesse was seeking out women like it was an addiction. His ex-softball teammates said his entire life revolved around it, and his landlord at the City Life Hotel said that he had even told him to slow down because so many people were coming home with him. So it wasn't a surprise that he matched with Grace right after she got in Auckland. After being arrested for the murder of Grace Mullane, Jesse proclaimed his innocence in a way almost comical. This clip from his police interrogation shows how naive Jesse really is. Hey, I just want to ask a question. Have I been arrested for something I didn't do? You've been made arrested. Oh. After this, Jesse claims that him and Grace's date ended early that night and the two of them went their separate ways. Little did he know, their entire date and his entire crime was caught on camera. After being told this by the detective, Jesse backpedaled and changed his story. The story he came up with would later be referred to as the Fifty Shades of Grey defense. Jesse claimed that Grace and him had gone back to his apartment where she had begged him to partake in a Fifty Shades of Grey fantasy. Everything seemed to have gone well, but when he woke up in the morning, he found her body on the floor with blood coming out of her nose. She was dead. At first, he reached for the phone to call an ambulance, but realized he would likely get blamed. So instead, he bought a suitcase, put her in it, and buried her deep in the forest. Although he wasn't lying about her whereabouts, the judge ended up finding him guilty of the murder. No regular person would accidentally kill somebody, then go on a Tinder date while the dead body is still sitting in your apartment. Jesse was sentenced to 17 years in prison and was later found guilty of sexual assault from his previous girlfriend. Unfortunately, Jesse will be able to serve both of his sentences concurrently meaning he will only spend 17 years in prison as opposed to 28 years. Thanks again for watching this episode of the show. If you liked it, please give it a 5-star rating. It seriously helps us so much. Also, if you want to see any pictures or videos from this case, go check out our YouTube channel. Thanks again for watching, guys. We'll see you next week.